Welcome back to At The Buzzer. I'm your host, Andrew Lubliner, joined alongside my co-hosts, Campbell Klein, Dean McCollum, and Tyler Fertel. Today, we're going to be giving our predictions for the NFL wildcard games this weekend. All right, so the first game up this weekend is, Col- is Colts at Bills. Um, I'll give a quick first prediction uh, for this one, and then we'll I'll send it over to you guys. Uh, for this game, I think that the uh, Bills are going to beat the Colts, and I think... A lot of people are labeling the Bills as the second best team in the AFC, the team that they think has the best chance to beat the Chiefs. And I think so as well. And I think just the way Josh Allen is playing right now, he's playing like an MVP, although he probably won't win the award. He's playing just as good as an MVP. Um, Stephon Diggs is having an incredible season. And that that uh, that duo right there has pretty much been unstoppable. The Colts do have a good defense, so I think they might be able to keep this game close, but I don't think their offense with Phillip Rivers is really going to be able to uh, compete with the Bills' offense. So um, I'm going to say that the Bills definitely win this one. Um, Tyler, what do you? Uh, who do you think is going to win this game? Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills in this game, but I think it's going to be a close one because the Bills' offense is very good, one of the best in the league with Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, uh, a lot more players. Uh, I think they get back John Brown too for this game. So they're going to have another wide receiver that they can throw through. Their tight ends are pretty good for Josh Allen. Yeah, they've Devlin Singletary, who's a pretty good running back. Uh, and their offensive coordinator is a very good coach in Brian Dabble, who's been a, a candidate for a lot of head coaching jobs around the league, along with the Colts defensive coordinator. I'm not so sure how to pronounce his name, uh, but he's also a candidate um, for – a lot of teams with coaching openings. So uh, yeah, it's going to be a great, great matchup. I think that the Colts with Phillip Rivers, I don't think, I don't know if they can put up as many points as the Bills will be able to. I think the Bills are going to come on top, but I definitely think this is going to be an interesting game. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to agree with both of you guys. I think the Bills are going to win this game. Uh, But as Tyler said, I think it's going to be close. And uh, sort of just to repeat what Andrew was saying, um Josh Allen's really turned this season into like a MVP caliber season as you said he's probably not going to win it but he's made this Bills offense look really 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 good and I think this might be an even better matchup if it was a run heavy team like the Titans but it's the Bills who are a pass heavy team and the Colts the Colts have a great all-around defense but obviously their run defense is uh stronger than their pass defense so I think uh I think the Bills are going to win this game yeah, I'm going to agree with all of you guys. I think that the Bills are uh, going to win this game. I mean, the the Colts have an amazing defense, in my opinion, top three, top four defense in the NFL. And they're going to be able to stop Josh Allen, who's been red hot for the past 10 games, because they're on a, uh, in their last 10 games, like if you subtract the Hail Mary, the Kyler Murray Hail Mary, they basically won 10 games in a row. So they're red hot right now, but I do think that the Colts defense will be able to stop Josh Allen on important drives. But I still think that since the Bills are playing so well right now and Stephon Diggs, that connection with uh, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs is just looking unstoppable right now. I think that they'll be able to power through this game. I do think it'll be a very competitive game throughout, though, but I have the Bills winning. Yeah, I think this game is going to come down to whether the Colts offense can produce enough points. Because as we know, the Bills offense is very good, even though the Colts defense is good. I think they can put up a lot of points against this team. It's just going to come down to Phillip Rivers can throw for maybe around 300 yards and a couple touchdowns. And if they're productive with Jonathan Taylor on the ground. So I think that they need to really have a balanced offense in this game as the Bills are also um, one of the best defenses in the league, too. So this is a very good matchup and I'm excited to watch it. 
All right. Well, um, this will definitely be a very interesting AFC showdown. Uh, we're going to move on to the next wildcard game. Uh, this is in the NFC now. Uh, the Rams will be visiting the Seattle Seahawks. Um, we're going to start with Campbell on this one. Uh, who you got winning this game? Um, I'm going to take the Rams to win this game if they have Jared Goff back as their quarterback. If Jared Goff isn't back, it's the Seahawks 9 out of 10 times. So I'm not going to talk about that scenario. But if Jared, Bo- Jared Goff is back and healthy, I'm going to take the Rams in this game. Uh, I just really like how the Rams defense has been looking the past few weeks. Obviously, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey are both incredible defenders near the top of their position. Aaron Donald, uh, Defensive Player of the Year candidate. And uh, in in uh, their two matchups this season, DK Metcalf has struggled to get going against the Rams. And uh, that could be an issue for the Seahawks team. I think you can uh, look forward to a low-scoring game, but uh, in my opinion, I think the Rams are going to do enough on uh, the defensive end of the ball to win this game. Uh, Campbell, I'm going to disagree with you here. I think that the Seahawks are going to win this one because even if Jared Goff plays, he's not going to be 100%. And especially against the – I mean, the Seahawks don't have the greatest defense in the league. They don't get a lot of pressure. But I think that the Seahawks' offense with – Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Chris Carson. I think that they will be able to put up more points than the Rams will. I think it's as simple as that. Even though the Rams have arguably the best defense in the league, I just don't know if Jared Goff not being 100% will be able to just be good enough to overcome the Seahawks team. Because we saw when they did beat the Seahawks a while ago that, I mean, that... Um, that they were able to stop them consistently. Like you said, DK Metcalf, did not, I, don't, they, I don't think he had a catch. He might have had one or two with Jalen Ramsey guarding him. But Jared Goff is going to need to play his best football, and he's going to need to hit his wide receivers, Cooper Cup, uh, Robert Woods, Van Jefferson, uh, Josh Reynolds consistently. Because if he can, they can get the win. I'm just I'm not confident that he will be able to consistently. Yeah, Tyler, I'm going to have to agree with you. Um, I'm going to do a little bit of a hot take. I don't think the Rams basically have any chance of winning this football game for the sole reason Jared Goff, he might not even play. Even if he does play, I think that the Seahawks will still be able to beat the Rams by double digits only because Jared Goff, as the Rams quarterback, has had a history of not being able to put that many points up. And I'm looking at their two uh, uh, season matchups, and the Rams won one, 23-16, and then the Seahawks won 20-9. But uh, that, that I don't care if they really split the season series. That doesn't really do it for me uh, for the Rams to win because I know that the Seahawks have a very bad uh, offensive line and the Rams have Aaron Donald, who's probably going to win Defensive Player of the Year, in my opinion. But uh, I think that Russell Wilson is just such a, a quarterback mastermind that he'll be able to pick apart the Rams' very strong secondary, even though they have one of the best cornerbacks in the league, Jalen Ramsey. I, I still think that the Seahawks will just be able to put way more points on the Rams, despite the Rams having very good defense. Um, I'm going to agree with Dean and Tyler on this one. Um, at, like Campbell said, if Jared Goff doesn't play, then it's the, the Rams. I don't think have any chance because they're not gonna be able to put any points up. Um, if Jared Goff plays, then I feel like it gives the Rams a shot. I feel like as you mentioned, uh, um, Dean, I think it was you, you just mentioned the uh, scores of their previous two games, um, this season, they're all low scoring games. Like they're not like no team. I think the highest points was 23 points scored. Um, so no team's really scoring like 30 plus points. I think it's going to be a low scoring game like that. I think that the Rams defense 
It's probably the best defense um, in the NFL right now. They're playing really well. Aaron Donald, he's going to get his sacks and whatnot, but I'm just more confident in knowing that Russell Wilson and the Seahawks are fully healthy. Um, And also, um, I just think the Seahawks defense, they'll do enough to uh, just limit the Rams because I don't really think the Rams can move the ball very well and put up too many points. So I think it'll really come down to can Russell Wilson uh, score like probably over 20 points on the Rams defense. And I think if he can hit that margin, then uh, the Seahawks will win. But we'll see. That'll definitely be a very interesting game because um, both teams uh, know each other very well from playing each other twice a season. Uh, now we're going to move on to the next matchup. Um, this matchup uh, is going to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers visiting the Washington football team. So there was a lot of controversy with the NFC East in Week 17, but ultimately – the Washington football team has won the division. They will host the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, I'll quickly go first on this one. For me, there's not much to say here. I mean, one team was above 500. One team wasn't. I think that pretty much tells the story for me. Tom Brady is one of the best. He's probably the best quarterback of all time. One of the best quarterbacks in the playoffs of all time. Um, the Washington football team, the, really the, their only strength is their defensive line. Um, the Buccaneers O-line, I'm not sure how good or how bad it is, but I know it's not horrifically bad. And the Bucks, assuming Mike Evans plays, they have all their great weapons on the outside between Evans, Godwin, Antonio Brown, Gronk. They're just, they're just overall a better team. And also even with Alex Smith, the Washington football team, they don't put up very many points. Um, they don't score very much, even with their, their stars and Antonio Gibson and Terry McLaurin, um, so I'm going to say that the Bucs uh, easily win this game just because they're just overall the better team. Yeah, Andrew, I'm going to have to agree with you. As much as I want the football team to win because the winner of this game, assuming there are no upsets in the NFC, will play the Packers, who I'm obviously rooting for. I think uh, the Buccaneers will come back uh, out on top. I think that Tom Brady uh, will have a better playoff game than he did last season where he just totally fell apart with his team uh, versus the Titans. I do think that uh, the football team's defensive line can definitely cause some problem and uh, cause some problems and trouble for Tom Brady because Tom Brady's had multiple games this season where he's thrown two plus interceptions and that could definitely happen since Washington has an underratedly good uh, defense. So I do think that they could do some damage, but at the end of the day, Who's putting up more points? A Tom Brady-led defense with Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Gronk, Ronald Jones, who's healthy, or an Alex Smith-led offense who doesn't have many weapons other than Terry McLaurin and Antonio Gibson, their uh, up-and-coming running back, is is questionable for this game. So I I can't really not take the Buccaneers as much as I want the football team to win, and I'm going to be rooting for them to win. I still think that the Buccaneers will definitely be able to win win this game. Um, I think this is going to be a closer game than people think. I mean, I think the Washington secondary is underrated as good as the Buccaneers wideouts and tight ends are. And I, they can definitely get pressure on Tom Brady and force him to throw, um, some bad balls. Uh, I mean, when Tom Brady throws two or more picks in a game, he, I don't, I don't know the exact stat, but I'm guessing he's lost a couple of those games where he's thrown two or more because turnovers lead to points. And I think that I'm still going to go with the Buccaneers in this game. I think that their defense is good enough to stop Alex Smith in that offense, but I think it's going to be closer than it seems. I I, I don't know if it's going to be one score. I think I'm going to predict a one-score win for the Buccaneers, but, I mean, 
if the Washington defense can just do enough and force turnover and force turnovers and three and outs, and I think that this game is going to be very interesting because if Antonio Gibson plays and um, Alex Smith throws the ball well and Terry McLaurin gets a lot of receptions, I think that this is going to be a close game. But uh, I'm still going to go with the Buccaneers coming out on top because overall I just think they're the better team right now. You know, guys, uh, Washington's won five of their last seven. They have home field advantage here. One of the best defenses of the league in the league. And I think all of these factors are lining up perfectly for the Buccaneers to win by two scores. Uh, I don't I don't think the football team has a chance in this game. Um, I feel like the game, as I'm going to sort of agree with Tyler, sort of disagree. I think it's going to be close in the first half and the third quarter. But I think at some point, Tom Brady's just going to take the game over. And I think the Buccaneers will end up winning by double digits. So, uh, yeah, I'm a... All right. Yeah. Well, it'll definitely be very interesting as um, the Washington football team, they didn't, uh, they're one of the worst teams to ever actually make the playoffs at seven and nine. So we'll see how that uh, worked. We're going to move on to our uh, next game. Uh, now we have the Ravens at the Titans. We have a rematch um, of their matchup last year. As we know, last year in the playoffs, Derrick Henry and the Titans ran all over the Ravens and they upset the Ravens. And this year, it's flip-flop. The Ravens are going to Tennessee. They're the underdogs. Um, for this game, I feel like I feel like this game is probably going to be one of the better games, one of the closer games. Um, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, they're finally hitting their stride after you know a rough middle to the season, and they're playing really well, and their defense is back playing well. Um, the Titans, obviously, they have Derrick Henry, but the Titans' defense is not very good. They just gave up... Uh, 30 something points to Deshaun Watson and the Texans and they blew a huge lead. I'm going to go with an upset, a revenge game. I got the Ravens beating the Titans. I think it'll be very close, but I think the Ravens will be, will be able to pull this out just because the Titans defense has showed time and time again, that they are not a, uh, a top defense in the NFL. And I think that's definitely going to be the reason why the Ravens win this game. Yeah, Andrew, uh, I'm going to agree with you. I think that the Ravens will come out on top with this win and, Going back to last year's matchup versus uh, the Ravens versus the Titans, Derrick Henry absolutely took over. But I think now, I, I think the Ravens have definitely improved their defense. They traded for Yannick Ngakwe from the Vikings, added Patrick Queen, who's been a great rookie for them this year. And I think that Lamar Jackson alone, because he's playing so well right now, he's he's looking like the quarterback he looked like last season when he won MVP. I think that he'll just be able to absolutely demolish and just pick apart slowly or well he's probably going to do it quickly because he's so fast but he's going to be able to pick apart that weak Tennessee defense you saw what happened to Tennessee versus the Green Bay Packers I mean they just ran all over Tennessee AJ Dillon the Packers rookie had like 120 something yards with two touchdowns and he doesn't he barely plays for the Packers uh he's barely uh in the lineup so and then the next week they almost lost to Deshaun Watson and just Deshaun Watson, because there's no one else on that Texans team. And they got a lucky game-winning field goal to end the game. So I'm going to have to go with the Ravens here. It's interesting, though, because the Ravens have won five games in a row. And uh, they lost one game, I believe, to the Steelers before their five-game win streak. And then they lost to the Titans in overtime the game before that. So it'll be very interesting uh, to see what happens in this game. I'm This is probably going to be one of the most interesting of the Wild Card weekend. Uh, yeah, I don't know how much of an upset this would be 
if uh, three of the four of us, potentially four of the four of us are saying we think the Ravens are going to win, but I'm going to agree with you guys and say uh, the Ravens are going to win this game. Uh, last year, obviously, the Titans figured out uh, Lamar Jackson and his MVP season, but I think Lamar Jackson's going to bounce back well. He really does not want to be 0-3 on his uh, resume. That's definitely not a good look. Uh, I think he's, I think he's going to figure it out. As uh, as Dean said, the Titans have had some troubles or have had major troubles on defense this year, um, and the Ravens have been a really good defensive team. The Ravens have had some easy matchups. They're hitting their stride. They're not losing the easy games down the stretch. I think they're gaining confidence going into the playoffs, and I think everything's sort of lining up for the Ravens to take this game. I really want to go with the Titans in this scenario. I mean, Derrick Henry is honestly an MVP candidate, but I'm also going to go with the Ravens just because of the fact that Lamar Jackson and the Ravens offense is going to be too much for the Titans in this scenario. I just think that, like you guys said, the Titans defense is not very good. And I think it's just going to come down to if Lamar can establish the passing game early because we all know their ground game is something special. I mean, J.K. Dobbins ran for a lot of yards last week. And uh, Lamar Jackson, as we all know, is is the most mobile quarterback in the league in my perspective. I mean, people will make cases for Kyler Murray, but for me, it's him. I mean, he's so hard to catch when he's on the run. But um, I just think that they're, the Ravens are going to do too much on offense for the for the Titans' run game. And if Ryan Tannehill – I think Ryan Tannehill has arguably been the most underrated quarterback this year. He's been playing really well. I mean, he led the Titans to a 12-4 record, and it wasn't all Derrick Henry. I mean, Derrick Henry was obviously a very big part of it. But I think that – I'm pretty sure the Ravens' uh, run game is one of – or the runs their run stop, my bad. Their run stop is one of the best in the league. Unlike last year, like you said, they traded for Ngakwe. They got Calais Campbell. They're a much-improved defense, and they also have one of the best secondaries in the league. So I think that if the Ravens' defense can just do enough to stop Derrick Henry, it's going to be all Ravens in this game. But I still think it's going to be close. Yeah, I definitely think it's going to be one of the more high-scoring uh, games with these – two offenses that are probably the two best uh, running offenses in the league. Um, now I'll move on to the next matchup um, in NFC matchup. We have the Chicago bears going to um, the Superdome to play the new Orleans saints. Um, Dean will uh, start with you on this game. Uh, who do you got one in this? I mean, I think this is the easiest decision for me. Um, I got the new Orleans saints winning this one. Uh, Drew Brees, he hasn't looked good since he came back from the injury, but who am I going to take, Drew Brees or Mitch Trubisky? Who's been looking better? I'll give him that, but uh, I'm, I'm going to have to go with uh, the Saints on this one. I, I'd like the Bears to win this game, easier route for the Packers to the NFC Championship, but uh, I think that a healthy Saints team, they might not have Alvin Kamara uh, for this game. Anyone want to butt in? Is he playing this game? I'm not too sure on the recent status. So uh, I think that a healthy Saints team would destroy this Bears team. And I think a semi-healthier to unhealthy Saints team would beat this Bears team easily. So I don't think that the Bears have much of a chance. Um, maybe their defense could do some damage, but uh, the Saints also have an amazing defense. And Mitch Trubisky, to be honest, he can't throw the ball farther than 20 yards or else it's getting intercepted every single time. So that's going to be a bit of a problem because the Saints have pretty good run defense. Uh, Dave Montgomery, he's going to be limited in this game. And when Mitch Trubisky, when the run doesn't, when the run game doesn't work for the bears, Mitch Trubisky is going to have to air it out. And I mean, you have Marshawn Lattimore, 
Janoris Jenkins, all those guys on the Saints. So what are you going to do when that's happening? So I, I'm going to have to go with the Saints in an easy one. Um, For me, I think it's, I mean, a big factor in this game is, like you said, it's going to be the pass offenses. We're not sure if Alvin Kamara is coming back for this game yet. I don't know about Latavius Murray either. But I just read something that said that Michael Thomas is expected to come off of the injury reserve for this week. Uh, but both of these teams have better – they have uh, – I think they're in the better half of the league of pass defense. And uh, the Saints, in my perspective, have a better uh, – they have more weapons for Drew Brees than Mitchell Trubisky does. Um, so I think that it's definitely going to come down to whether Drew Brees can establish the pass early because if they do get Alvin Kamara back – that is going to be a very important factor for them because he's very good at in the pass offense, but he's also a great runner. Um, but Drew Brees, similar to my, uh, what you just said about Mitchell Trubisky, Drew Brees it has a tough time throwing over 20, uh, f- uh, 20 yards. So if Drew Brees can play well early and establish that pass offense to Jared Cook, Michael Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, I think that the Saints are definitely going to come out on top. But also that Bears defense is really good too. So I'm going to go with the Saints, but you never know in this game. Uh, I'm also going to go with the Saints in this game. Uh, I don't think it's going to be relatively close. But one interesting thing is, as uh, Dean and Tyler said, it's unclear as to whether Alvin Kamara would be playing uh, this in this game. But even if he was playing, he would be coming off of, I think, zero practice reps, nothing, none. And that that could be, I don't know if the Saints want to risk that against a team like the Bears whom I'd assume they feel pretty confident in beating going into later rounds in this playoffs when they have to face a team like maybe the Packers or any team better than the Bears, for that matter. They're going to want a healthy Alvin Kamara instead of one who came back from the COVID list. I'm not sure if he had it or he was exposed to it or what, but without any practice, he's going to need to get warmed up. I don't know if they want to risk that, but either way, I think the Saints are going to win this game. Um. Yeah, Campbell, I was going to say um, just what you said, whether Kamara plays or not, I think the Saints are winning this game. Um, although you did say that, you know, like if he's available, but with no practice reps, maybe you sit him. If you're the Saints and you're Sean Payton, you have to look at the past few years. Nothing is guaranteed with the New Orleans Saints, whether that's the Minneapolis Miracle or the last time they played the Vikings where it went to overtime and Kirk cousins just drove down the field and just won the game against them. Like nothing is guaranteed for the saints. So I don't think they should take anything for granted. However, looking at the Chicago bears roster, they have a significantly worse coach, a significantly worse quarterback in Mitchell Trubisky, who has never been in the playoffs before he's going up against one of the best defenses. Um, has, has he been in the playoffs before? Yeah, he has. He, remember a, a couple of years ago, they were one of the best teams in the league. They had a ridiculous defense. Yeah, that's when the Packers oh yeah, but they didn't win a playoff game. Um, they lost it. Oh yeah, they lost to oh, the Eagles. They lost. Yeah. To the Eagles. Oh yeah, the double doink. Yeah. yeah that's so right, that's right. That's right. Other, but that was also still a very low scoring game, and going up against one of the best defense uh, in the Saints, especially their pass defense, like Dean said, is ridiculous. So I just don't know. Like they're gonna have to run the ball a lot, and you know, kind of save Peter Trubisky from making those really bad uh, deep throws that usually get intercepted. Um, I I think the Saints are going to pretty easily win this game. I don't think the Bears will be too much of a problem for them. Uh, We'll move on to the next game. This game also has a ton of interesting headlines. I'll go first with this one. Um, So the Browns are going to be 
going to Heinz Field and um, playing against the Pittsburgh Steelers. So the Steelers, um, they started 11-0, and then now um, did they did they end the season 12-4? Uh, and 4? Yes. So as you can see, they have not been playing great football uh, as of lately, and I think that's definitely going to affect them. Uh, they played actually a little better last week, even with their starters out. They only lost by two points with Mason Rudolph at QB. So you can take that into account, but I, I really think that the Browns are going to win this game. I truly believe that um, Baker Mayfield will show up in his first ever playoff game. I think the Browns have the best running attack, one of the best O-lines um, in the NFL between Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. It's just a terrifying one-two punch. And the Steelers, their defense beginning year was so good, but recently in past weeks, it's been inconsistent. Their offense definitely has its problems scoring a lot of points. And if Baker Mayfield can be accurate and, you know, Jarvis Landry and Don Peoples Jones, one, if the Browns get their receivers back, then, and they're playing good, I, I, I definitely can see the Browns uh, beating the Steelers in this game. Uh, Campbell, what do you think about this one? Um, you know, are we going to see. The Baker Mayfield who went up against the Titans and the Ravens, or are we going to see the Baker Mayfield who lost to the Jets a week and a half ago? Like, I think if we see the Baker Mayfield who was going off a few weeks this year, the Browns are going to put up a real fight and it'll be a super, super, super good game. But if we see Baker Mayfield from playing the Jets and a few other games this year, it's gonna it's gonna be trouble for the for the Browns. Also, another thing is are the Browns going to get out to an early lead and are they be, are they going to be able to just run the ball over and over again? Or are the Steelers going to jump out to the early lead? I think it'll be interesting, but in my opinion, I think I'm going to go with the Steelers. I think they're going to find their way in this playoff game. Obviously I really, they haven't looked good in the past five weeks, losing for the past five games, but I, I think they can put it together. Ben Roethlisberger, he's a veteran QB. I think he's going to figure it out uh, this weekend. Yeah, Campbell, I'm going to agree with you here. I'm going to go with the Steelers in a close one. I think a very important thing in this game is with the Browns having a good defense, the Steelers really need to run the ball better than they have in the past. I mean, Anthony McFarland and James Conner have not been able to do anything so far, and Benny Snell, my bad. Um, But I just mean... I just think uh, that these three these three running backs need to combine for at least 100 yards in this game because they need to... They need a, they need to compete with the Browns run game in this game. If the Browns run game run, outruns them by a lot. And I, in my perspective, I think the two pass offenses are kind of equal. I might take the Steelers a little more just because I would take Juju Smith Schuster and Chase Claypool uh, over Jarvis Landry. And uh, I don't even like, no, they don't have another prominent receiver on that team. We'll go with Austin Hooper as their second best pass catcher. Um, but, or my bad, Richard Higgins too. Uh, who's pretty good. So, um, don't forget about Donovan Peoples Jones. He's Donovan also Peoples good. Jones. Yeah. They have a lot of great wide receivers on the team. Harrison Bryant is a great tight end. David and Joku. I mean, they have so many great, Oh my goodness. I, how'd I forget all that? The, all these people. Um, but I just, uh, I just think that I'm going to, I just think that the Steelers defense being so good all year, is just going to be able to prevent Baker Mayfield from putting more points that up than the Steelers offense will. I just think that the Steelers offense with Chase Claypool and Juju are just going to be Deontay Johnson. I think they're more, more explosive in my perspective. And I'm going to go with the veterans on this, uh, the veterans of this game, Ben Roethlisberger. And I'm going to go with the Steelers coming out on top in a close one.
Yeah, uh, I'm going to agree with Tyler and Campbell. Uh, I'd really love to see the Browns and Baker succeed because uh, I'm loving all the Steelers slander over the past few weeks after they started off 11-0, then went 1-4 uh, to end the season. But uh, I'm going to go with the Steelers because I think that in their first matchup of the season, the Steelers absolutely manhandled the Browns. Fully healthy Steelers versus fully healthy Browns, and the Steelers absolutely destroyed them. I'm pretty sure that was the game that Baker got benched. Obviously, that's not going to happen again, but um, I, I, I don't think something like that will happen. I think it'll be a shootout, and I think it'll be a one-score game. So I, I think that the Steelers just have so many more weapons offensively. Deontay Johnson, Juju Smith-Schuster, Chase Claypool. Uh, I think Ben Roethlisberger has way better targets than uh, Baker has. Like Tyler explained, Baker doesn't have much other than Jarvis Landry, Richard Higgins, and Austin Hooper. That's basically it. But uh, I'm going to go with the Steelers. Their defense is top three in, in the league, in my opinion. TJ Watt's an absolute monster. But you got to remember, Miles Garrett is also an absolute monster. But I still think that the Steelers will be able to hold up. I think that it, it'll go back and forth all game. But at the end of the day, I'm going to have to go with the Steelers because they just have so many more weapons. Yeah, and I think that uh, one of the biggest things in this game is who's going to get more pressure, who's going to get more sacks, Miles Garrett or TJ Watt. So that's going to be another big headline. Two Defensive Player of the Year candidates. It's going to be exciting to watch. This might be my favorite game over Wildcard Rinkins. All right. Uh, well, we've now covered all the games, so we're going to move to the shot clock uh, segment. Campbell, unfortunately, will not be here for the shot clock. Um, but uh, first, uh, all-time Dean, uh, so the shot clock question uh, for today was who has been the most who has been the most surprisingly good player through the first two weeks of the NBA season. Um, so uh, Dean, I'm gonna get the clock ready. Uh, give me one second. All right, Dean, 24 seconds on the clock, starting now. All right, so I'm going to go with Colin Sexton. As some of our viewers may know, we did a podcast about our bold predictions, and one of mine was that Colin Sexton would lead the Cavs to a play-in uh, position to make the playoffs, and Colin Sexton has been an absolute animal to start this season. I mean, I predicted it from the beginning, and he's averaging 25 points per game on 55% from the field shooting, so he's been an absolute monster. No one can stop him. He's so fast. He gets steals always on fast breaks. I think that he's definitely improved a lot this year. All right, yeah, Colin Sexton has definitely worked on his game a lot in the offseason and has shown. Um, Tyler, 24 seconds on the clock. Who do you think has been the most surprisingly good player in the NBA for the first two weeks of this season? I'm going to go with Jalen Brown with this pick. He's averaging seven more points than he did last year so far. He's averaging 27, which, to stay for my bold predictions, I think that is an all-NBA. That's good for all-NBA. So he's been playing really well this year. I mean, he's led... He, he's been the number two option, arguably the number one option on the Celtics. And I think that he's just going to continue to play well this season. I don't know if he can average 27 the whole season, but I think he's definitely going to keep it up to 24, 25, 26. He's playing really well, and I'm excited to see what he can do. All right, yeah. Um, Jalen Brown's definitely playing like at least an all-star. Who knows? Maybe he makes an all-NBA team. Uh, Dean, Dean is now going to time me for my shot clock segment. All right, Andrew, 24 seconds on the clock. 
All right. Um, so for my player, I'm going to go with Julius Randle. Uh, he's averaging more points, rebounds, and assists than he was last year. He's averaging a near triple-double. He's averaging 24 points, 11 rebounds, 7.5 assists. Tom Thibodeau turned him into a LeBron-type player. He's playing point forward. He's driving to the rim, getting fouled. He's shooting, I think, over 50% from three, and he's just all around a better player. And as a Knicks fan, it's nice to see. Julius Randle, like all these players, has definitely improved, but uh, I don't. I wouldn't call him. Oh, LeBron we can guy. compare him to LeBron yet. Sorry, Andrew, but I'm not. I sure. know, but um, LeBron. He he play. He plays like he thinks he's LeBron. Uh, he he brings the ball up. You know, he drives, kicks it out. He posts up. He isos. You know, he does a lot of the same things LeBron does. Yeah. So I don't know if he's trying to model his game after him. But I saw, I I saw a um, I saw I saw a stat that said that he's averaging like more rebounds than Anthony Davis, more yeah. assists yeah. than Luca, and he's averaging more points, more assists than LeBron as well. Yeah, more assists than LeBron, more points than Luca or something, which is crazy to me. And but, more uh, than like Ben Simmons too. Yeah, yeah. He's he, I mean, he's definitely one of the reasons why is because he has the highest usage rate and he has the ball in his hands for four and a half minutes a game, which is <laughs> absurd. Um, but yeah, he's definitely producing. Yeah. He's definitely more productive than he used to be. Cause I remember when he was on the Lakers, he would shoot a lot of shots a game and not make many of them. Um, and we let him go yeah. in free agency. So I remember that, but he's definitely a much improved player, which is cool to see. Yeah. Um, that'll do it for today's episode. Uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at ATBuzzer Podcast in the platform you're listening on today. Uh, thank you for listening and stay tuned for next week's episode where we're going to cover the divisional matchups and give our predictions. Uh, along with Campbell Klein, who left, Dean McCollum, and Tyler Fertel, I'm Angela Bliner signing off for now.